Have you ever wanted to color outside the lines? Did you ever think, hey, I don't like rules. I don't like when you tell me what to do. I don't like the fact that you're putting me in a box. Well, if you've ever asked yourself those questions, boy, do I have the product for you. Welcome to Color Me Crazy, a set of markers that you can use on anything, any surface, any person, any animal, any child, any grandma, you can color them crazy. Purple, blue, red, green, black, devil red, evil green. No matter what color you choose, they'll be colored crazy. Only $9.99, you'll get a full set of 19 Color Me Crazy markers to color Granny a nice purple shade so when she wakes up, she thinks she's Barney. Oh, Grammy, you're not Barney. I just colored you crazy. $9.99. Order now. Available at ColorMeCrazy.com backslash Let's Talk for your free promo code, 20% off right now for Let's Talk listeners. Justin, make that the intro. Uh, Hello. Everybody and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, TJ Lett. I am here with my co-host, J.R. Lett. We are so excited to be back. Jack, tell the people how you are feeling right now. I'm feeling like talking fantasy football. I'm feeling that we should let's talk fantasy football. I'm feeling that me and you... Let's talk fantasy football. The people have spoken. Uh, we're using sort of a Manning Brothers strategy where we're flighting in and out this season to try to understand demand, where, when it spikes, what, you know, what, what's the right sense. And boy, are the fans furious on off weeks. We hear you. We're back, and, and we really, we're, we're not doing it to be rude. We're just doing it. It's a, it's a numbers game. Um, our, our chief financial officer, Louie, He's a big numbers guy. He ran the numbers and just, you know, I mean, if Peyton and Eli are doing it, then TJ and JR are doing it. That being said, we're back. Thank you for staying subscribed to the Patreon while we were on break. We are starting a GoFundMe. We're trying to raise $25,000 to buy a URL for uh, our show. And the Patreon, you know, while while that supports it, it's not enough. So we will be starting a GoFundMe. Appreciate any and all donations to that. We are also offering for any lucky fan who decides to cover all twenty five thousand dollars of that charge, um, you will receive one free exclusive podcast episode uh, recorded only for you with me and Tommy completely in the nude. Our first ever video podcast. All right. Tommy, I know that was long-winded, but all to say, I'm so excited to be back. I've been giddy, um, and and to be in the co-host chair with you has always, will always, and quite honestly, has always been an honor, an honor, and it's the honor of a lifetime. You heard it, folks. <laughs> 25, 
large and you get a video of Jack and I recording a podcast fully nude, um, visit our website to, uh, what's what's the URL for the GoFundMe? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in the link, uh, at the bottom here. It was either uh, letstalk.com or ltff.com. I forget. And by f- I forget, I mean I'm I'm you know you, comment below if you know what it is because I do, but we're keeping it you know comment, <laughs> like, and subscribe to to learn the real answer. Jack, so much has happened since we last let's talked. Um, we are two weeks away from the regular season finishing up and the playoffs starting. That is to say, there are only two weeks left for people to either make the playoffs or fall out of the playoffs. Since we last spoke, Louie and Kyle have both been on a tear, and they ha- have their uh, positions, or not positions, but they're, they'll be in the playoffs. They've got a playoff spot locked down, as well as Dan, who's won seven in a row, Jack, uh, to move all the way to eight and four after the one and four start. Um, I don't really know where to start. Uh, I guess I would start with the trade, both trades that happened since we last talked. Uh, two pretty big trades. Uh, a month ago, November 7th, Louis and Dad traded Amari Cooper and LaVisca Chenault from Louis to Dad, and Dad gave back Justin Jefferson. Jack, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that trade. It feels weird to react to it a whole month later, but. Um, we never really got the chance to. I thought it was a smash trade for Louie. I thought Dad could have gotten more. Um, and it since then, it's been I mean, just an absolutely smash trade for Louie, uh, especially considering Amari Cooper went out uh, with COVID the last two weeks. So any thoughts on that trade? You know, I think it was fine. I think, obviously, you know, Louie made the trade. So in a shocking turn of events, you think he smashed it out of the park. I think if I had made that trade, um, you know what? I'm not going to go down this route. You're right. It was a great trade. Louis got it. You know, let me take back what I just said because I'm, we're good. Just to be clear, just to be clear. Uh huh. Louis is not going to win the championship this year. And despite the narrative that you always try to create on the show that he is the best player in our league, uh-huh. <clears throat> the, guy's a, the guy's the Russell Westbrook of our league. Just flashy in the regular season, dude. Puts up numbers, gets the stats, but can't do anything when it comes down to crunch time. And I, that might sound like a harsh take, but that's my prediction. I think you could see a team like Dan really surprised people this year or even you know an underdog maybe the seven or the eight seed someone like cardinal killer or turd ferguson to take the championship so we'll see but uh despite louis quote-unquote smash trade um i i don't see it paying off ultimately i i see louis trading his way out of a playoff performance i think uh Time will tell, but that is a that's certainly a spicy take. Uh, you know, it, no matter how it's a, it's a tale as old as time with fantasy football. I mean, 
it's tough to win a championship no matter how good your team is throughout the regular season when it gets down to it you've just got three weeks and one week at a time to get it done and no team is impervious to bad weeks so I think you're, you know, you're going, I think you're trying to go hard after Louie, but you're making valid points. Uh, it really is anyone's game once the playoffs start. Uh, if you've, all you, all you need is a hot streak. You just need a three week hot streak and you're, and you're champion. Um, but I certainly think having Justin Jefferson makes Louie's team better. Um, I guess let's, Jack, let's, I'm just going to roll down through the standings. Louie's nine and three, Kyle's eight and four, Dan's eight and four. Dad and Pete moved up to seven and five this week. I dropped to six and six. Uh, I'm in sixth place, rounding out the top six. Um, Jake, I've lost four in a row after going six and two. I've lost four in a row, and I'm on the verge of trying to slip all the way out. Uh, Jack, you're right behind me. We're tied record-wise, six and six, but I've got you beat in the points four category pretty substantially. Uh, then after you is Drew, rounding out the playoffs currently at five and seven tied with he's, Anna. He's right there with you uh, with four losses in a row. So you and Drew are both on quite the tailspin. We uh, certainly are. Um, it's been quite a wild ride for us. Jack, speaking of wild rides, Anna at the nine spot tied with Drew. You and her have a big matchup coming up this week. Jack, it has been an absolutely brutal season for Anna. Uh, when you want to talk about injuries affecting your chances at having a successful fantasy football season, I mean, Saquon Barkley's finally back for her, but she missed weeks. I mean, Saquon Barkley missed four weeks and, and then a bye, plus he went down early in that Dallas loss in week five. So weeks five through ten, she didn't have Saquon Barkley. Kareem Hunt went down with an injury. He missed five weeks. Um, you got to wonder next year what the draft value is for both Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, two top-tier running backs who just haven't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see Christian McCaffrey dropping too far. Uh, I mean, I would think he'll probably still be top five. Uh, when he's been healthy, it's it's still all there. Like He is a beast and so same with Saquon like these guys are just so talented that like the appeal is always there it's always going to be you know if they're healthy they could be an absolute steal at you know in the middle of the first round um, but yeah like you were saying Anna is tied with Drew at five and seven she has won twice in a row so moving up from three and seven to five and seven uh, rounding out the 10 11 12 spot is Greg Scott and Justin at four and eight, four and eight, and three and nine, respectively. Thank you for rounding out those standings for us there, Jack. Just to finish my thought on Anna's team, uh, Chase Edmonds has also been out with injury. He's uh, on the IR and has been on the IR after uh, a high ankle sprain. He is not going to return this week against the Bears, looking like he'll be able to be back for week 14. But, Jack, on top of that, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins have also missed the last few weeks for Anna. DeAndre Hopkins has missed missed three weeks in a row before the bye, and Murray missed, I believe, three weeks in a row as well uh, before the bye. So just all of all of her stars have been injured, and it's impressive that she has battled to a 5-7 and seven record. Um, her points four isn't that great, but, again, she's missing, like, 
all of her important guys. So it's understandable. Jack, the wheels fell off for Scott um, since we last talked. Uh, at four and eight, you mentioned he's the 11 seed. He still does control his own destiny, uh, I believe. If he wins out, he has a good shot at slipping up into the eight seed. Uh, but it's going to be tough for him um, uh, in in next week. Well, not, not to discount Justin, but Justin's team, especially now with Dalvin Cook being out, um, is not exactly firing at all cylinders. So Scott's got a good chance to win that matchup. Uh, but looking ahead to week 14, I know I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but the playoff picture right now is just super exciting, as it always is. But Scott's going to have to play Kyle the final week of the season. Kyle's team is on a tear right now, so um, that'll be a tough one for Scott to get. But do not lose hope. I know Scott's pretty down, uh, as you can imagine, uh, year 19 for him, I think, and it's looking like a championship will not come for him this year either. Um Jake, any thoughts on the standings? Anything that surprises you? Uh, Greg's Greg's team's been actually pretty good, but he's actually unlucky to have the four and eight record. Um, anything that well, sticks out? Well, I to got you? I got something pretty big to say, and it it's it's quite the pivot um, from something I've said earlier this season. And feel free, any of our Patreon members, I love when you guys send us in funny clips or montages from the show edits over the years. Uh, you know, you might have a uh, Skip Bayless or, or Stephen A. Smith montage here. You know, those, those uh, not montage, but those clips where they do Stephen A. Smith arguing against Stephen A. Smith, like it's something he said <laughs> a while yes. ago and today. Yes. Do that with this because destiny does surprise me. <laughs> I am stunned at de- what destiny has handed the Demolitioners 2.0. I said earlier in the season, destiny doesn't surprise me because Scott was the team of destiny and I... I foolishly naively expected that destiny to be his season of destiny the the great almighty ultimate championship that he so greatly deserves as a 19 year member of this league so to that i say hand to god you know it's on me because here i stand a mere few months ago saying destiny doesn't surprise me well you know what damn it destiny does surprise me You know, it's it's a crazy world out there, Jack, and uh, people uh, can uh, get surprised at the. Can most I say un- one thing about the crazy world? <laughs> yeah, that's great because I was going absolutely nowhere with what I was saying. Can I say one thing about the crazy world? You mentioned the crazy world. You <laughs> yeah. know what's crazy about this world? Yeah, that a sitting league commissioner can go over to a team owner's house and leave with a hundred dollar bill in his hand and not end up in jail. <laughs> Would you like to comment on that scenario I just laid out? Ring a bell? I have no comment at this time. Uh, no, uh, I actually, you know what, what, what you're talking about does ring a bell. Um, if I do recall, uh, I was over at Henry Sargent's uh, place of residence on Tuesday, November... What was it? It must have been. Yeah, 23rd. what was it? It must have been. Oh, it must have been fumbling, huh? Nervous. Tuesday, no, Commish? Tuesday. <laughs> I was looking at my calendar. It was the twenty third, confirmed. 
Um, <coughs> and we spent some time one-on-one. I, we had basically the whole day one-on-one. Um, there were a few associates of him, his that flit in and out of the house. Uh, I can confirm that Pete Sargent, his father, was actually also there for a short while. He came home, brought us some lunch, um, and we kind of chatted, the three of us. Um, Interesting. So, a family yeah, affair. It was a, it was a family affair. Um Long story short, we talked for a while. Uh, I asked a ton of questions about the ongoing investigation, the all the rumors that were circling uh, their clubhouse. Uh, speaking of, there's a new rumor, actually, out of the press. J.R. Schefter is reporting that you were actually caught watching Henry on video. Um, <laughs> you You seem to have set up a monitor in his bedroom and were watching him sleep. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I'm reading this report live. This is from J.R. Schefter. Commissioner Tommy was caught watching a live monitor video recording feed of Henry's bedroom. Uh, Do you have anything to comment related to that? Sorry. I don't mean to put you on the spot. This just came through. You are uh, putting me on the spot a bit here, Jack. Um, As always, accurate reporting by J.R. Schefter. Jack, there was... um, Yes, this is the, everything that you said was accurate. Um, I had set up a small monitor to observe Henry while he was sleeping. Um, and I know that sounds really weird. I mean, yes, the listeners will agree that sounds weird. I, I, I don't mean to push too hard, but do you have any sort of an explanation for this? Yes, yes, there's a very good explanation. So... I consulted with many uh, doctors, many neurologists. I'm sorry, I have to cut you off. Are, are there? Are you monitoring every league <laughs> no, owner's bedroom? No, uh, no, I mean, is there a live no. video feed in Justin's bedroom when he sleeps at night? In Anna's bedroom when she sleeps at night? I mean, this these are the questions that the league owners are raising an eyebrow to. No, 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 Henry. I assure you, Henry is the only case. And Jack, the reason for it was because he was. So you under, confirm that Henry's under investigation. Yes, Henry's under investigation. Okay. So the the monitor... Anyway, I met with neurologists, and we had thought that observing him when he slept might give us uh, an indicator of mm. some of the things he was thinking subconsciously because it was, as we mentioned before, it's very, very hard to communicate with Henry. I mean, he is... <laughs> it is ridiculously difficult to communicate with this guy. And uh, so we were throwing everything at him. We thought some sleep observation might help us out. Um, but I can understand how hearing that I had set up a video to watch Henry sleep would sound, um, would sound a bit odd. Um, but there, there is my explanation. I mean, that's honestly, that adds up. That's fair. I can respect that as long as you confirm he's under investigation. And, you know, I think that's, that's good to know that no one else is... Uh, is being recorded, or at least they won't be until they're investigated. Uh, a few other questions that just came in through the uh, through the Patreon and through you know listener emails, Twitter, um, a lot of snail mail. We actually got a lot of mail sent to our uh, PO box, a lot of holiday cards from families that listen in. So thank you, everyone. We love you guys. Let's talk family. Um, you know, little let's talkers. Uh, you know, our, our let's our, our let's talk 
toddlers, you know, we love you guys out there. Um, here's another topic of discussion that, that we'd love for you to address as the commissioner. Uh, is it true that league member Drew was caught with, uh, your feces on his chin? <laughs> that is unequ- unequivocally false. That is, that okay. is completely not true. Um, I don't know where you're getting your information from at this point, but that that was is that outlandish. yeah I, that was not J.R. Schefter. Um, that was just those are just rumors on the forums and the uh, the different boards. Um, you know, some people had had accused Drew, um, you know, of bit a bit of brown nosing. Yes, yes, brown nosing. That's a good way to put it. Um, but really deeply. You know, right? Uh, More than just you know, the brown, nose. brown, yeah, brown nosing, brown mouthing, brown chin, brown, <laughs> brown chinning, brown cheeking. You know, uh, you know, brown foreheading. You know, uh, it's sure. Just, I think I think we get what you're saying. Whole whole face just, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't say brown face because that brings it to you know. Now we're. That's know. a good point. Yeah, we're yeah. we're getting into a whole another topic there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's what I'll say. The trade you were you were about to mention you know this all started with you reporting on trades the trades you made with Louis a lot of people are wondering uh, they'd love an explanation is it true that you were able to get him the first waiver priority uh, explicitly so that he could pick up Madison and and trade it to you because you knew that no other league member would be willing to collude well. The question, I guess, Before, is why not? Why not just? Why not just? Well, that's give yourself the waiver. That's what I was going to ask you. Is if I was going to try and cheat, wouldn't it just be easier to just give myself first waiver so I get Madison and don't have to trade away one of the best running backs all year? <laughs> Unless that's what you want us to think. That's a good point. I could be doing some reverse psychology. Uh, Jack, I was pretty happy with myself for coming up with this trade. Um, I'm very excited, nervous, scared, terrified, happy sort of vibe going on over here with this trade that we pulled off. So Louis got Alexander Madison. He had the first waiver priority because we have rolling waivers and he was hanging on to his for since forever. Alexander Um, Madison. So, I traded away Najee Harris, and I got Eli Mitchell, Alexander Madison, and Devonta Smith back from Louie. I mentioned I've lost four in a row, so I fell from 6-2 six and two to 6-6. Six and six. If I lose to Louie, it's depending on what else happens in the other matchups. I could be in big trouble and serious jeopardy of falling all the way out of the playoffs um, with a matchup in Week 14 against Greg. Back-to-back losses could push me to six and eight, and he and someone else could get into the playoffs ahead of me. So, um, I feel really desperate to to win right now. I got a big matchup coming up against Louis, who's coming off a down week. Suffice to say, I wanted really good pieces for this week. Now, Najee Harris has been a beast all year. It was a weird game against Cincinnati. Um, definitely an outlier. But I am a little worried about how bad the Steelers' offense looks. And in that matchup against Baltimore this week, they just shut down the Cleveland offense. So I'm thinking 
you know, Najee might is probably still going to touch the ball 25 times, and he might get be able to get a thousand to fifteen hundred points. But I like Eli Mitchell's matchup this week, and Alexander Madison has a smash matchup against Detroit. So I wanted them both for this week. I think it increases my chances of winning this week and winning next week and ensuring my spot in the playoffs. And of course, I'm hoping that Madison stays around for longer than the two weeks that it already looks like Cook is going to miss. Um, Things are still a little bit up in the air there. But Jack, that's my long way of saying I think it's a great trade for me in that I need help now. And obviously for Louie, He's getting another stud running back. I mean, now you look at his running back check. He's got Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift when he gets back, and the number one running back on the year, Jonathan Taylor. Your thoughts on my analysis? Decent analysis, decent trade. Obviously no real collusion. Uh, why? Yeah, the, the, the one for three trades are funny because it's like you have to drop two people anyways, so you might as well just give him those two people but if he doesn't want them it doesn't matter makes it look better too but yeah no it's uh it's a good trade for you you got to win now i like it i don't think it matters i think both your teams are relatively irrelevant uh sure so sure we'll see jack tommy how are you doing man I'm doing good. I'm disappointed we're... Well, this is going to come off the wrong way. I'm disappointed we're recording this week because I was on a hot streak. I've won multiple weeks in a row, and the the one week I lose, of course, we're recording. So I'm coming off of a loss. Pete took well, me so down. Um, the good thing, Jack, is that we, we've talked for a full like 25 minutes, and we hadn't even brought up the fact that you failed to reach 7,000 points this week. Or this this previous week, so we don't really have to focus in on that at all. I was going, I was planning on going the entire episode without mentioning that, but thanks for mentioning it. Oh sure, yeah, no, I just felt like it was sort of the elephant in the room. Um, in what way was it the elephant <laughs> in the room? Well, just like I, I, there were like awkward silences between us where like we both knew. That you didn't reach seven thousand points this week, but neither <laughs> of us were talking about it, and it felt weird like we weren't talk that we weren't talking about it, sort of thing. Because like that's the part I'm questioning. I don't think it felt particularly weird that we weren't talking about it. It felt great. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I misread things. Um, yeah. Either way, we're but both we don't. Six we, six. Yeah, we can we can a, skip over the fact for both of us. Yeah, we can skip over the fact that you only got six thousand six hundred points. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. Well, that's that's a misuse of the word skip, but sure, <laughs> we can move on. So we'll just gloss over that fact. Um, Did, no, we we didn't really gloss over it. We sort of spent time on it. So, all right. Well, we could if you want, we can cut it all out. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Justin, Justin, cut that all out. Um, uh, we'll move on. Um, Jack, you're right. Huge week for you. Probably any, I mean, some would say a bigger week for you than it is for me, uh, just because you're in a bit more of a precarious position because you don't have the uh, the tiebreaker of having more points scored uh, than most people, um, and that's not a dig at you. It's been, it's just, <laughs> it's just the facts. Um, Sounds a little bit like a dig at me. 
It's just the facts. Well, and the other the other reason it's so big is because you're playing someone where the game also matters as much, if not more, to them. Because you're playing the Arizona Cardinals, and it's very fitting that uh, you are now a Cardinal killer because that'll be your goal going into the week. Jack, your guys' matchup is going to determine a lot um, for us and really shape the bottom part of the playoff standings. A win for you all but seals your playoff spot. And then a loss for Anna probably seals her fate as well. So she is she is in a must-win situation, and obviously on your side of things, you'd love to get the W uh, and, and put yourself in a better spot. I'm in the well, same spot as it, you know. Not desperate, you know. You win some, you lose some. No, yeah. Certainly I mean, not I, desperate. I, I, my locker room, my locker room is viewing this as a must-win game. So it's 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 winner go home. It's do or die. It's it's tomato tomato. It's it's really it's really all in. And Jack, now I think while we're on the topic of you and Anna. I think it's a great moment to talk about the last two weeks, the close games, the close matchups that there have been. Jack, that Monday night outcome for Anna and Drew, we want to talk about, it's a miraculous thing that Anna's season is still alive because she was down 600 going into Monday night with Drew having DK Metcalf to play and she only had DeAndre Carter and you probably don't even know who DeAndre Carter is you probably never you may be it's possible you've heard his name once or twice because Anna's been playing him the last few weeks but do you have any idea who DeAndre Carter is (laughs) I mean can we cut it out (laughs) sure (laughs) I've got no clue this is the first time I've heard his name no I've uh I've I I I have heard his I've heard his name but so but he's no, the, he's he's not someone he's not going to outscore DK Metcalf. Exactly. He uh he's the kick returner. He's he does kick return duties for the Washington football team and he is actually, you know, he doesn't get a ton of snaps, he doesn't get a ton of targets, but he has been very productive with the snaps and targets that he does get. Um actually getting a touchdown in 3 of the last 4 weeks. Um up until last week he had 3 receiving touchdowns in a row. Um but yeah, DK Metcalf only put up 180 points for Drew. He got a single catch for 13 yards, only had, saw four targets all game uh, in a game where the Seahawks were trailing and trying to score and trying to throw the ball, and and DK just didn't get any targets. Um, and yeah, Anna won by 80 points. Uh, DK had one catch late that brought Drew to within 80, and... Any, any more catches in it, and this season would, for all intents and purposes, be over. Um, and then the week before that, Jack, I lost a heartbreaker to Justin by 90 points. And Dad lost a heartbreaker to Dan by 22 points. So that's three three matchups in the last two weeks decided by less than 100 points, uh, which is just brutal. Um and I'm not going to harp on it. My name is Sack Piscock, and the reasoning is 
because Dak Prescott got me 464 points in a week where I lost by 90. And, you know, that just doesn't feel good, um, which I'm sure you can imagine that not feeling great. Um, I get that win and I'm in the playoffs with no uh, no worries at all. But alas, here we are. Jack. Tommy. It's great to be back with you, my man. This really is wonderful. It's great to be back with you, my man. This really is wonderful. Yeah, no, it's 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 glorious. Uh, and and thanks for the patience, everybody. Once again, just want to thank our let's talk ladies out there, the Patreon members. Um, you guys are the best. Not that you're all ladies, but it's just a funny pet name we have. The let the, you know the let's talk ladies. Uh, here's what I'll say. I'm nervous. Um, Tommy, reel us in. Is there a format for this episode? Should we? Are we going to talk any specific matchups? I mean, the past is the past. I, I say we. I say we maybe talk some of the upcoming matchups. But you tell me. You're in charge here. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. But here's what I will say. Get us started and talk about something because I'm going to be back in about a minute and a half. I'm going to pour myself a glass of whiskey over the, over the rocks, as they say. And I encourage all the listeners to do the same. I'll be drinking Maker's Mark, not sponsored, but you do you. Tommy, talk some football. Let's talk. I'm going to get a drink. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's talk fantasy football. Jack, I'm so glad that you're going to get a glass because uh, I have decided for our producer to make me a glass as well. I am I am surprised that you're not having... Braz do it for you, but um, Justin Justin knew to get up and make me a glass as soon as you started. Nice. Yes, please. Um, we're gonna be doing Maker's Mark here as well. Uh, but Jack, I think I think the good thing to do will be to to move forward and to talk about the upcoming matchups. We can really dive deep and and speak a little more to how well everybody's players have been performing these last you know handful of weeks, the last month or so. Um, just to update everybody on, you know, how everyone's players have been doing. I know people have been feeling like they don't really know how how everything's going on in the league because we haven't been updating them and we haven't been keeping them up to date on the on the happenings. So we can dive right in and we'll we'll talk about um, what everybody needs to happen for for the to advance into the playoffs and and what matchups we think are the most important. Um, and you're you're gonna kill me for this, but <clears throat> I do have to just give a really quick shout out, and you're gonna hate this so much uh, to Louis, um, who in week eleven put up twenty one thousand nine hundred and eight points, absolutely throttling Drew jo- George W. Gallagher who only put up 11,800, a very respectable score that week, would have actually beaten mo- the majority of other teams, but he got absolutely slaughtered, just wrecked. And Louie, with one of the, if not the highest score the league has ever seen, Justin, please vet that for me. Go back and look up all of these scores dating back to 2011. And uh, let us know if that's the very highest. Thank you. Um, Jack, 3,000 for Jalen Hurts. Jonathan Taylor with 5,190, his four-touchdown performance. 
Swift had 2,000. New England's defense shut out Atlanta, putting up 3,300, which was the Thursday night game. Got Louie off to a miraculous start and a miraculous week. It was Justin Jefferson, a pedestrian, 3,320. That speaks more to the trade that Louie made and how it worked out really, really well for him. Um, But yeah, if you are back with your maker's mark, Jack, let's dive in to week 13, second to last week of the year. Where do Cheers, you want to dude. start? Clink, clink. I want to start with a clink, clink. Oh, clink, clink. To all our listeners out there, pinkies up. We love you. We appreciate you. Nothing better than fantasy football bringing friends together. The text chat, the phone calls, the texts, one-on-one, the love. You know what I mean? The, the care, the tenderness, the warmth, the finesse you know the touch the sensitivity the intimacy i get this all from fantasy football i get this all from you listeners co-host tommy producers justin and anna even henry cheers Mm. even henry thank you thank you for oh that is (laughs) spicy cheers jack Ooh, I think I put a little cinnamon in that. That is spicy. Okay, I didn't put any cinnamon. Here's what I'll say. Week 13, hopefully it's not an unlucky 13. Am I right? Absolutely. Wishing the best of luck to everyone out there. Having said that, I hope Louie's team flops again. Uh, because, Jack, I play Louie this upcoming week. It is Wednesday night. We've got football tomorrow on Thursday where the Dallas Cowboys play the new Orleans Nolans, Saints in New Orleans. Jack, I got two guys going on Thursday night. Obviously, my Dallas stack, stack Prescott and CD Lamb. Jack, with this trade that Louie and I just pulled off, there's a lot of implications of that trade really altering uh, the way this matchup is going to look. I'm projected for 14,212. Louis projected for 13,752. And Jack, that is without him rostering a kicker currently. So once he plugs that kicker in, Yahoo will have him projected to beat me by a couple hundred. Supposed to be a very high-scoring week. Jack, I do like the way my team looks this week. Obviously, with the trade I just made, I've got some great matchups at the running back position. Um, hey, now, you're a Jamal star. Here's what I'll say. That, that, that's got to be a top five quote for me. Here's what I'll say. Yeah, also, for sure. Re- also, rest of season. Rest of season. Here's, what, here's, I'll here's say. what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about the outlook rest of season. And then, and then the first thing out of your mouth after that is, boy. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, dude. I mean. Boy. Boy. Jonathan Taylor, right? Jack, he, he quickly, very quickly, since we last spoke, became easily hands down with obviously the Derrick Henry injury, which just brutal for dad, by the way, um, really derailed his season. Uh, I mean, is Jonathan Taylor the number one overall pick next year? Yes. Yeah. If, if nothing, if nothing changes, right. Let's, let's say, I mean, even if he's not like out of this world to end the season, if, if there's no injury, nothing changes with the offense. Um, 
100% he will be in the conversation for one overall. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey will still be there in some people's minds, but that's really risky now. But yeah, I mean, who who over him? I mean, obviously Derrick Henry can be in the conversation still um, with how great he's been, but who, if not Jonathan Taylor, would you want more? I mean, he, he the offensive line looks great. He looks tremendous. Um, I remember around draft time, there were some, like the only reason he, he fell in ADP as a, as a as a whole for like the fantasy world, his ADP dropped multiple spaces because he was dealing with something preseason. Um, if that doesn't happen, he does not fall to Louis at the at the end of the first round. Uh, I mean, every single person in this league had a chance to draft Jonathan Taylor and should have. I mean, I definitely should have, 100%. I drafted Najee. Scott should have. I mean, not that we should have known it at the time, but maybe we should have known it at the time. Um, you know, Kyle's got to be happy with Austin Eckler, but you'd want Jonathan Taylor over Austin Eckler. Um, I mean, even you, I, I, you would have been crazy to draft him probably at five. That's when you took Zeke, right? Um, but obviously you'd want Jonathan Taylor over Zeke right now. I mean, is there anyone else you'd rather have rest of the season as a running back? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I, mean, I guess maybe, maybe there's someone out there that has an absolutely insane playoff schedule that you'd want over Jonathan Taylor because he does have to play New England and then Arizona. But, I mean, right. Buffalo had the best run defense, and he Dude, put up 5,000 against them. This is going to be a wild matchup between you and Louie. I hate to say that. I mean, whatever. We, we should move on from this matchup. No one cares. The listeners are <laughs> not. Like, this is, oh, my gosh. This is like, you know, I don't even know the comparison. I was going to I was gonna say something about Putin, but that took it too far. Um, here's what I'll say. <laughs> Rest of season. It's going to be Boy. a powerhouse matchup. Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott, both scoring over 2,000. Justin Jefferson versus C.D. Lamb. Stefan Diggs versus Chris Godwin. Hollywood Brown versus Devontae Smith. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a really exciting one, two, three. All three wide receiver matchups are fun and exciting and high scoring. And then, holy cow, the running backs. Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris versus Joe Mixon and Alexander Madison. Louis traded Alexander Madison. There's a million things he hasn't done. Like, Najee Harris. Okay, here's what I'll say. Rest of season. Najee Harris is... What if Najee Harris is the reason you lose this week? Like... That's something I'll have to live with. Um, I will be sure. Will you be able to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I think I, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with this decision. I'm obviously still scared that Najee goes off, right? And it would have been nice to have him. But I think Eli Mitchell is going to be really good the remainder of the season. He's got a good matchup against Seattle. And Alexander Madison should have a great matchup against Detroit, um, and I, I, and and with Devontae Smith has he's been up and down this year, but he's got good matchups in the playoffs. He gets to play Washington twice, weeks fifteen and seventeen, uh, who have been one of the worst against wide receivers this year. So, it, I it it really just I I think it makes sense for me. Obviously, there's always a chance like. 
yeah, if if somehow Madison and Mitchell both go out and have bad games and Najee like outscores the two of them combined and I lose because of it, sure, it'll be really disappointing. As long as I can follow up follow it up with a win next week against Greg, I would be able to live with it. If I miss out on the playoffs because of this trade, that will devastate me. Yes, to answer your question, I will be ruined. <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted to hear. And then Gronk versus Hawk. Gronk Hawk! Gronk Hawk! Gronk Hawk! Tight end. Definitely galore. sounds like you're saying cock. Oh, does it? Wow. Yeah. And I, and let me guess, when you see pencils, they look like a penis. Yes. And when you see a crayon, it looks like a penis. And when you see a popsicle, it looks like a melting penis. You have an issue. Like, don't, don't blame that on me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... And to be clear, it's not an issue. Okay, that was very poor phrasing. I just meant... This is on you, not me. Not that it's Great. on you. You know, it's it's not that it's a choice. Sure, I sure, just, sure, sure. Here's what Jack, I'll say the rest of the season. Jack, we're going to take a real quick break for no. station identification. Oh, oh great. Okay. Uh, yes, absolutely. We've got a few ads lined up. So Tommy's going to take a breather, uh, check his notes, crunch a few numbers, and I will be reading the ads. So thank you for listening along. Have you ever wet the bed? Did you ever pee all over yourself? Have you ever thought about, boy, I wish I didn't pee in my bed every night? Well, boy, do I have the product for you. Introducing Diaper Blanket. It's not lame. You don't have to wear a diaper. It's just a blanket. And you wrap it around yourself and it catches your pee. <laughs> it's not a lame diaper like those babies wear. Get out of here, baby-wearing lame diaper baby. With your baby and your diaper and your lameness. I have a diaper blanket. It's like a Snuggie, but a diaper. It's cool. Coming soon. Available with stars, dinosaurs, rainbows, and mittens. Twenty four ninety nine. Not available in the U.S. Only sold in Canada. Exclusively Ottawa. All right, and we are back. Uh, thank you for those great ad reads, Jack. Uh, two great brands. Diaper Blanket. Color Me Crazy. Take them out. <laughs> I, I, I love, I mean, Color Me Crazy is just a great product. I, it is endless shenanigans. I really recommend it. Yeah, endless, endless shenanigans. Jack, back to my matchup with Louie. I, I've never, you never feel good about playing Louie's team. Uh, really, all I want is to put up a good week. If I have a really good week, even if I lose to Louie, it still sets me up in a really good spot, depending on what else happens this week, to have a really good chance of making the playoffs, um, even if I don't win. If I have a lot of points, I should have tiebreakers over most people that I will be fighting against for a playoff spot. So that gives me a one-game advantage. Um, Jack, Joe Mixon. I want to talk about Joe Mixon because he's been absolutely phenomenal for me. This stretch he's been on the last... His last six games, 
He's had a buy, so it's the last seven weeks. But he put up 2380, had 94 rushing yards, and 60 receiving yards and a touchdown. Week seven, nothing special, only 1190, put up 59 rushing yards and a touchdown. Then he goes against the Jets. Doesn't rush for that many, only 33 yards, but has a touchdown on the ground and in the air with 58 receiving yards. Following week, he backs that up with 64 rushing yards and two touchdowns and five catches for 46 yards. Then against the Raiders last week, or two weeks ago, 30 rushing attempts for 123 yards and two touchdowns. And against Pittsburgh, 28 rushing attempts, 165 yards, two rushing touchdowns, and, well, four catches for nothing. But, Jack, over 2,000 five of his last six weeks, he has been absolutely amazing for me. And he's a big reason why my team is one of the higher scoring teams in the league. Bravo to you. Only six and six, but uh, points for matters. You know, it, it, it matters for pride. It matters for pride. And uh, like I said, it can help you out in a, in a tie in, in the playoffs. So Jake, my, my running back matchups this week are phenomenal. But Louie has all sorts of uh, star firepower. Uh, enough, Taylor and Harris. Enough, of, enough of you two, man. I mean, come on. Well, you know, we said we'd go in depth, but <clears throat> I have, we, have been, we have been on it. It was separated by the ad read, so it makes it feel like we've been on it for longer. Um, Jack, who do you think is going to win? You. Okay. Um, I'll pick Louie, and when I'm wrong, I will be ecstatic obviously the win doesn't mean much for him uh he could lose his last two weeks and kyle wins his next two weeks and louis would be the two seed instead of the one seed i don't think he cares about that all that much so not much on the line for louis he's either going to be one or two i guess he could fall all the way to three but that's neither here nor there he doesn't really care jack next matchup we got basketball versus basketball player dan versus pete Brutal news for Dan, Jack. He loses Christian McCaffrey for the year. He'd been in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. He's finally done for the year. Uh, so that is massive. I mean, you can't – not having Christian McCaffrey changes Dan's team. Uh, it goes from amazing to probably just pretty good, um, although he does still have a lot of talent. Jack, Dan's won seven in a row. He's one of the higher-scoring teams in the league. Uh what do you see from his team that that sets him apart? I mean, there's one obvious answer, and I know you don't want to talk about it. You know what? You you talk about it then, okay? The, you talk about it. Someone has to, and you're right. I don't want to. I was going to skirt over it, but elephant in the room, you brought it up. Why don't you just break it down? Yeah, uh, it's Cooper Cup. Though, honestly, Jack, his last three weeks have been very pedestrian, only 1,500, 1,770, and 1,510. Um, you know, that was on the back of 2,982, 3,260, 2,132, um, which is barely his best stretch of the year because he also opened the season with weeks of 2,030, 3,230, and 2,610. Uh, he's pretty much, his low on the year is 890. He is... Far and away, I don't even have to check. He's far and away the wide receiver one on the season. Um, Jack, you and every single other person in this league had a chance to draft Cooper Cup, so we're all right there with you. I I, I don't want to talk about it. 
my plan was to draft him before the draft. I had his name written down and highlighted. And at the very last second, I said, you know what? I always hate Robert Woods for no reason. He was ranked higher on Yahoo. I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll listen to, you know, I I usually am wrong when I trust my God. Right. So I right, listened, right. I listened, I just said, you know what? I hate Robert Woods. I, I, maybe I just hate him because Kyle usually has him and I hate Kyle. You know what I mean? That, that's, these are the things running through my head. It's Cooper Cup. I love you, Kyle. Just kidding. Here's what I'll say. Rest of season. Tommy, Russell Wilson is uh, atrocious with this finger thing. Yeah, it's um has I don't not love, looked good. I don't coming back. Love Dan's chances if he's playing Russell Wilson. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Especially going uh, up against the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um when's he going against the GOAT? Oh, this week. Okay. I'm like I'm like trying to think about like <laughs> When Russell Wilson is playing Tom Brady in no. on the schedule, and it's like nope. he's not—they're not playing Tampa Bay, dude. Um, yeah, Jack, he has not looked good at all. Seahawks look like they might finally be at the end of this era. Like their Super Bowl era is gone. Like the the um, the Legion of Boom is gone, but Russell Wilson's still been there. Pete Carroll's still been there, and. This is a long stretch they've been on, and it finally might be coming to an end because they look bad. Um, and yeah, to to your point about Dan's team, if if Russell Wilson's not looking good at with the fact that Christian McCaffrey's already out, I mean, I mean Dan's just going to go keep playing Russell Wilson. I suppose if he stinks each of the next two weeks heading into the playoffs, Dan would probably make a change. But Dan's going to stick with him, and you know maybe as he gets healthier, he starts to look better. I mean, Russell Wilson is awesome. You got to figure. That's not what they're going to look like the rest of the year. Um, Jack Keenan Allen's also been really great for Dan. Just super duper duper consistent since their bye week. He's got no more than sixteen seventy and no less than twelve hundred. So you got five straight weeks of of just right there in the sweet spot. He's not going to win you weeks, but Keenan Allen is damn sure he's never going to lose you any weeks. Um, James Robinson has been amazing. That's been a, a big thing, but. A big reason why Dan has won seven weeks in a row. Missed a week in week nine, but outside of that, he's just been basically guaranteed for a 1,000 points with like a 2,000-point ceiling. Um, and then Damian Harris has been awesome for Dan as well. The Patriots are on a roll. They've won six in a row. Uh, they're running the ball really well. Buffalo's defense for Dan has been amazing. Uh, and, yeah, just, the whole team's been hot. I mean, he's gotten some lucky wins, as everyone does throughout the year, just – not so great weeks, but he's put up he's put up points during this seven game stretch. Jack, things so with the way Russell Wilson looks and with Christian McCaffrey out, do you still like Dan's team better than his opponent, better than Pete and Henry's team? I don't. I not, like not in I guess answer that for this week and also in general heading into the playoffs. Ooh, those are two very different questions. I mm-hmm. like I like Pete's team this week. Um But would you and, would you still take and they're Dan's very for the playoffs? neck and neck for who I'd take for the playoffs? I may take Dan's 
for the playoffs? Uh, no, no. I think I take Pete's. I think I take Pete's team this week and rest of the season. I'm going. I'm all in on Pete. All in on Pete. Uh, is there? Give me the two. Tom main Brady. Why? I mean, Tom Brady's the goat. Uh, Waddle looks like he's coming into himself. Not to overreact, recency bias, but the man has been very good the last four weeks. Uh, I mean, uh, neither of them have good running backs. With Christian McCaffrey going down, like who is Dan gonna put in at the running back position? Well, it's certainly it's Ra- weak. Ramondre Stevenson. No, it's weak, but it's a weaker running back now that with McCaffrey out, obviously. But James Robinson is your RB one, and Damian Harris is your RB two. Is not. It's a much better position than most teams in the league are in at the running back position right now. That's sure. fair to say, right? Yeah, I mean, you like that better than. I like that better than Daryl Henderson and Javante Williams. Yeah, Daryl Henderson I like, but Javante Williams, he just gets poached so much by Melvin Gordon. Right, I hate exactly. That. I mean, until yeah. – but maybe there there's a really soft schedule for Javante, which is awesome, rest of the season. And it's possible there will be a changing of the guard uh, because Javante is the future. Melvin Gordon Actually, is not. Actually, you know what? I'm pivoting. I picked Peter this week. But I'm picking Dan rest of season because Peter has Tyler Bass, and that is a sinking ship. Get out while you can. Get off the boat. Tyler Bass, you're not catching any bass rest of season. Fishing season, that is. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. You had completely lost me with that one. I was like, where is he going with this? Um, But I totally get it now. So, Jack, you got... Pete this week. I'll take Dan this week. Um, he is, he's is. he got some decisions to make. Uh, Cedric Wilson's out. Not that Dan would want to play him with both Cooper and Lamb being back. But Jack, he probably slides in Christian Kirk there against Chicago. And, um, I mean, he could honestly play both for Andre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Um, it's not a great week to do it against Buffalo, but one of them's probably going to get a touchdown. Um so it wouldn't be the end of the world if you did have to start one of those running back two and flex the other, um, which is looking like unless he picks up one, someone off waivers. I mean, you don't want to play Kenny Galladay, right? Kenny Galladay's been so bad. Um, yeah. There's it. We got – I mean, there's going to be some crucial start-sit decisions. Yeah, very much so. And, Jack, obviously um, when Pete has his full roster – Aaron Jones being back, and if he gets back healthy, him with Daryl Henderson is a much... I'll take that running back combo over James Robinson and Damien Harris, obviously. Um, but Jeff Wilson Jr. at his flex right now, um, that's a, that's because of the bye weeks and, and the injuries. Um, Calvin Ridley may not come back this year. Julio Jones he got, but he's still on. He got him off waivers. He's still on IR. Um, it's a big week for Pete. Um Pete's likely in the playoffs. Like I said, Dan's already locked his spot up, and Pete at seven and five. <clears throat> there is a way where he misses, but um, I think even with the loss this week, uh, he'll probably have his spot locked up um, going into the last week of the year. So, um, 
Yeah, it's not not super high stakes in this one, although you would love to get the win if you're Pete. Um, so you got Pete, I got Dan. Jack, on. Well, yeah, on to the next matchup. On to the next, on, on to the next. Jack, we can't wait any longer. We got to talk about the Cardinal Killer versus the Arizona Cardinals. The moment has come. The matchup, quite honestly, of the year so far. I mean, we're talking about a loss for Anna, and she's done, more than likely. Because of her points for situation, I think if she has eight losses, yeah. Um, uh, I suppose there's probably a way she sneak she could sneak in at six and eight, but she'd probably need a lot of stuff to go her way. So for all, basically, she needs a win. And you would really like a win. We touched on this a little bit earlier in the podcast. Jack, coming off your down week, you could be poised for a big bounce back. Um, what Anna's team is also looking healthier now. She's going to hopefully have Kyler Murray back um, going into the week. And DeAndre Hopkins has also returned to practice. So what do you see from Anna's team that makes you scared? Or are you not scared at all? Was Voldemort scared of Dumbledore? Wait, Snape killed Dumbledore. Okay, here's what I'll um, say rest of the season. Hold on a second. Because one, yes, Dumbledore was <laughs> the only one that Voldemort ever feared. It's like literally the only one he was ever afraid of. So are you Voldemort in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> I never read the books. Okay. I I mean, I'm scared of a healthy Kyler Murray. I'm scared of a Saquon Barkley that decides to show up. I'm scared of a healthy DeAndre Hopkins. Luckily, I'm not scared of a Kareem Hunt on bye. That's good, because I would be scared of a Kareem Hunt not on bye. I I, I think I'm going to win the running back matchup, but Anna may beat me in the wide receiver matchup and the quarterback matchup. George Kittle, if George Kittle is the reason I lose, that'll be a heartbreaker, but I, I've made a lot of good trades this season. Interesting you didn't choose to highlight any of them, but I absolutely torched you with the James Conner trade. So, one, I hate you. Torched. <laughs> I mean, torched. Two, dude. like, I was literally about to bring it up, and now you've just soured everything. I was literally so, about to commend you completely sincerely, and you have soured everything. Oh, everything oh, is relax. sour. Yeah, oh, it's all sour. sour. Coming, pa- coming from the actual Sour Patch Kid himself. Okay, relax. You're it's Mr. Complete, sour no, Pants. It's... it's Sow word. We're done. It's over. Great. Great. Well, that's, that's, I'm not surprised because you got torched. I'd feel sour too if I were in flames. <clears throat> Anna is Your team beat me. is so bad. Oh, oh, here come the claws. <laughs> okay, dude, you're, you're literally. I, 
I gifted you. I gifted We have you, the same team. I gifted you the running back seven on the year, and your team is still trash. How many points did you get last week? I feel like we glossed over it the first time. I took an off week, dude. I have been on a tear before that. You cannot put up 6,000 points and consider yourself having a good team. It's just The week before that, I absolutely demolished Scott. Scott scored 9,848. I scored 11,396. Was that your high on the year? Brutalized him. In week 10... Dad scored 9,770. I scored a whopping 11,850. Boom. Absolutely demolished him. In week nine, I hate to bring this up, dude, but three wins in a row. I beat you, bro. You scored 11,518. I scored 13,244. Holy cow. Do you you remember why? James Conner, dog. Yeah. It was. That was that was the that was probably the cruelest thing. And this this isn't an exaggeration. That's probably the cruelest thing that has ever happened to me in fantasy football. What? Oh, that just shows how much you despise me. No no no, not the from you. That... Not from you. The fact that James Connor against me puts up what's gonna be by and large his biggest week of the year <laughs> when I traded him away. That's cruel. I mean, that that is a tough pill to swallow. For that to be the reason I, pretty much the reason I lost to you. I mean, simply from the fact if you put him on my team and take him off your team, I win by a landslide. But that's what happens when you have a player that scores over thirty five hundred. Yeah, especially with Jacoby Myers on your bench right. scoring one scoring one fifty eight that week. Hey, at least I didn't play him. True. Very true. That was a good note. <laughs> Um, Um, No, and then in week eight, I won. Greg scored nine thousand seven hundred sixty-four. I crushed him with ten thousand seven hundred twenty-six. So that's four wins in a row, dude. That's that's just dude. That is an impressive win streak. I mean, that's crazy. You didn't reach twelve thousand once. Is that what you just said? No, I I beat you. I beat you. Oh, with the the thirteen thousand. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Dude, but in my defense, dude, in my defense, in week seven, I would have had a five-game win streak, but in week seven, I scored 13,422, but Louis scored 14,744, so he beat me. Yeah, it was, it was, um, no, your team was was looking a lot better. I I just with the, um, I mean, you had an abysmally down week. Um, You don't usually see many like that, but down weeks happen for every team. Louis just had one, and he's got the best team in the league. So... Your team had looked really, really good, or much, much better. I won't say really, really good, but you, your team had looked a lot better um, on that four-game win streak. The James Conner trade is absolute highway robbery. Um, Jacoby Myers just still never scores touchdowns. Um, I don't think Mac Jones looks at him once they get into the red zone. Um, I think it's actually in his contract that he can't throw to Jacoby Myers in the red zone. Um, yeah. And Kenneth, the Kenneth Injury Gainwell... Protection. Who looked like he could be like the one B to, to Sanders one A. I mean that Sanders went out and they activated Jordan Howard from the playoff team or the the practice squad and uh, so between Gainwell, I mean I, I had ended up having to drop him and, and Myers has been a borderline wide receiver three when you know none of the other. I mean I gave you Nelson Aguilar who's unplayable and uh, 
uh, Will Fuller, who's been injured since the week you got him from me, um, that's irrelevant because you still, by and large, won the trade uh, with James Conner being a running back one on the season. Um, now, the the Chase Edmonds injury... <clears throat> yeah, being I mean, in, we... we we can't account for that. Like that's that's yeah. why he's done. That's so why well. that's why he had the massive week against me. Which obviously he's been super consistent and re- a really good player for you every other week. Right. But, but you don't you don't trade him if you if you know Chase Edmonds is going to get injured. Obviously, obviously, obviously. But um, no, he's been he's just been way, way more efficient with his red zone touches than I thought he ever could. I mean, he leads the league. Well, maybe not anymore, but. He's got like 13 or 14 touchdowns, um, which obviously I didn't see coming. I can't imagine you saw this coming. Um, I know you were very interested in having him, but I can't imagine you thought he'd be a top 10 running back. I usually foresee most things. Um, Tommy, let's move on soon because who cares about me? But we talked about Anna's team. Tell me anything that excites you about my team or, or you think Anna's taking this cake. And then let's uh, move on because who cares about me? I think Anna takes this cake if Murray and Hopkins are back and healthy. Um, I think they'll want to come back with the splash. Um, I think there's a good chance Hopkins finds the end zone. Surprise drink time. Clink, 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 clink. Everybody, it's a surprise. You got to drink, you got to drink, you got to drink. I'm going to count to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Drink. Ah, whiskey. How's yours tasting, TJ? Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Jack. Thank you to our producer, Justin, for making the whiskey for TJ. Jack, speaking of whiskey, Mike Evan Williams, Mike Evans, very cool, is poised for a big week. Jack, he just had a down week against in the uh, the Colts, and he's only had three down weeks on the year. I don't think it's going to happen a, a second week. Um, look for Tom Brady to absolutely sling the rock against the Falcons, just absolutely punish them. I see a big week for Evans. Uh, Coming and then Brandon Cooks with um, Tyrod Taylor back. I think going up against Indianapolis, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. I think it'll be a good week for him. So, Anne is looking a lot healthier. She's got Barkley against Miami. Barkley's back and healthy. Kittle's hopefully healthy against Seattle. Anna might be ready to make a run. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying her team's finally back and healthy. If she wins these last two and sneaks into the playoffs, ain't nobody going to face her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't no one going to want to face her. No one. Ain't no one. Um, but, Jake, I look for your team to bounce back in a major way. I, I believe the quote from Jerry Jones is that they expect Ezekiel Elliott to take a heavy load on Thursday, I think was his phrasing. Um just what the doctor and ordered. If, and a heavy load he'll, he he shall take. I'm really hoping that Alvin Kamara plays uh, for Drew's sake because Drew might lose his mind if Alvin Kamara doesn't play again. Um, but if he doesn't play Jack, Mark Ingram becomes a smash play for you. Mark Ingram said he would be ready to take 
a majority of the carries uh, if if Kamara had to miss more time. Jack, Michael Pittman is amazing. And that's another guy. He's had back to like, – the last three weeks haven't been great. Um, but it's just because they've been running – I mean, they ran all over Buffalo. They did not have to throw. I mean, Jonathan Taylor scored four touchdowns. We talked about it. I think Pittman will have a good game against Houston. Um, I think it's been a while since he's he's gotten into the end zone. Um, he's super talented, and they'll they'll create some plays to get him going. Um, Sterling Shepard, if you actually have to start him this week, I do not like that. Uh, I don't like that at all. Um, he still hasn't <laughs> practiced. Um, and if you have to play Marvin Jones, don't <coughs> like that. And if you're playing Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy against Kansas City, don't really like that. Um, no, 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 no. None of that's happening. I'm, I'm playing. Uh, I'm not playing. Clyde Edwards Alaire. I'm playing. I'm playing. Who's your wide receiver oh. three? <laughs> Shoot, what my wide receiver three? No, my wide receiver three is is Sterling Shepard. I'm playing Jerry Judy and Michael Pittman. Which no, I know with either of those. I'm not playing Cortland Sutton. I thought you said I was playing Cortland Sutton. Well, I'm saying I don't think Sterling Shepard's going to play. So who are you playing at wide receiver three? Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Now I, sorry, I, I caught up. Appreciate you, you and your patience. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You have too many good running backs, dude. Let's make a trade. <gasps> Let's make a live trade on the on the podcast. I do have too many good running backs. I should make a trade. Um, no, you gotta. Um, I mean, dude, here's the question. I mean, are you sitting Clyde Edwards Hilaire if Alvin Kamara doesn't play? Like, if Alvin Kamara plays, you don't play Ingram, right? Over the other three guys? Right. I'm wondering if I. Well, we don't have to figure this out. Let's move on to the next matchup. I have some important <laughs> start decisions. Start yeah. sit decisions to make. Big sit start decisions for you. Anna doesn't really have any. Um, if Hopkins is active, she's going to play him. And then I will be, actually, I'll be very interested to see if Anna plays DeAndre Carter, who has been her dude. We talked about this earlier in the episode, Anna. You weren't here for it, but his massive victory for you outplaying DK Metcalf, just really inspiring stuff. Um, and the fact that you trusted him in that moment, that's got to speak to him um and really just make him talk about a brick wall for you talk about a confidence builder uh yeah jack her her flex decision (laughs) is really her only choice here um if hopkins plays so um but i i think she'll take you down um if she's if she's got everyone uh but i think it'll be a good matchup you should have a bounce back week uh looked for you to both to have uh have, have good weeks jack if you're if you have your if yours and Anna's matchup is the biggest matchup of the week, this one is not far behind. Drew versus Greg. Um No Fox Given versus Turd Ferguson. Jack, Drew <laughs> projections aren't looking good right now, but that is because uh he currently does not have a quarterback. He's got Aaron Rodgers on by, and he's waiting, I know, for a final ruling on Alvin Kamara whether he is ruled in or out for Thursday night's game before he makes any moves um, because he may have to sadly play Matt Breida against New England if Alvin Kamara is out. Um, Jack, (laughs) Yahoo likes Greg in this one. Um, Drew's team, we talked about it, four-game losing streak. Um, Mike Williams 
has been pretty bad outside of week 11 against Pittsburgh, um, really since week five when he had his massive, his best week of the year. He's been, he's been an active uh, negative for Drew's team. Thielen's been great, um, really high floor and a really high ceiling. Metcalf has also been bad the last three weeks. So Drew's strong receiving core that we thought would carry his team uh, when the season started looked super good. Has not been good. Kamara's been out the last three weeks already. Man. Um, So that that really explains Drew's four-game losing streak. The last four weeks, he hasn't really had Kamara or the Williams and Metcalf that we saw at the beginning of the year. And, I mean, what do you... ah, Kamara's got to play, right, for Drew to have a shot. Can we start there? Yeah. Start and end there. Okay. And then if Kamara plays, we see who Drew picks as his quarterback. Waivers are pretty slim. Uh, There's a couple. I mean, obviously, someone in that group will have a good week. It's just a matter of picking them out. Um, I like, I mean, (laughs) are you going to take Greg in this one? Because I'll obviously take Drew if you're taking Greg. But um, he's got some nice matchups this week, and his team is, is looking pretty good. I'm definitely taking Greg, led by Jamar Chase, one of, if not the top fantasy wide receiver on the season. Leonard Fournette, just a stud Tampa Bay running back. Whoever thought Ronald Jones was going to be the guy there, you're a fool now. Manuel Sanders is a uh, disappointment. Big oh, disappointment. Dude, huge disappointment since what he started. The first, like... Before yeah, he was like, oh, he's going to be big in Buffalo. And I mean, I guess Buff- that's Buffalo overall. Big disappointment. Sure. I mean, the team has not. I mean, both them and Kansas City have kind of been like, you know, they're good, but they they haven't looked amazing. They were supposed to be. Yeah, they were supposed to be like the best. The best of the best, the cream of the crop. Jake. You mentioned Fournette, the workhorse, the, the the true stud running back. With him and Gibson, Gibson's bounced back two of the last three weeks since the bye. Um, we'll see how, if he can hold up. I mean, he's he's sort of been banged up, and he got 36 touches last week against Seattle, and now looks like J.D. McKissick might miss time. So we might see workhorse Antonio Gibson. We'll see if he can hold up. The Mandrews-Jackson stack has been pretty good this year. Um and we, I mentioned it briefly, but Greg's got a top four team in terms of scoring this season. So for him to be at four and eight is actually incredibly unlucky. Um, you would expect someone who scored that many points to at least be a, in a playoff spot. Um, so he controls his own destiny. If he wins his last two weeks, um, he, I believe, will be able to sneak into uh, the eighth seed. Um, so we'll see if he can win these next two weeks. Um, he'll have a really big matchup against me in week 14. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Gibson and Fournette are going to have great weeks. Jackson and Andrews should have great weeks against Pittsburgh. And for Drew, like we said, he just, he's got to have Kamara play. He's got to absolutely kill his QB stream. And he's going to need his wide receivers to finally be what they were at the beginning of the year. If he wants a shot this week. Um, 
Waller's been a bit of a disappointment for Drew this year. <clears throat> sort of banged up. Um, hasn't really had any smash weeks since the week one where he, he hasn't put up more than 2,000 since week one. Um, Thielen has been awesome. I, I said it while it happened. I don't know why people just decided before the season, no, he's old. He's not going to be Thielen anymore. Classic. People, it, there's, it's like, I, I feel like it's been happening for like two or three years where it's like touchdown regression is coming. But it just, he has a knack with Kirk Cousins in the red zone. He's a really great also, route runner. Also, Kirk Cousins, you know, mm. he's he's doing it, right? Mm-mm-mm. No? <laughs> no. I mean, it depends on what you mean. I mean, like, he's he's fine. He's, a, you know, he's a, he's, he's a quarterback in the NFL, and he can make some throws you think, sometimes. You think he has you – th- do you think he's had the weapons around him to succeed and it's on him or, or like – you know where would you place him? Is he an elite NFL quarterback? No, no. no? Think is about he a, here. Here's what is I'll he say. a top? You know, and not. I guess. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But are we even not talking fantasy, but just football? Like, you know, you you have to pick a quarterback in the in the NFL if you're starting your own team to you know to win. Is is Kirk Cousins in your top ten? In your top twenty? Your top fifteen? No. I'll try and say this as politely as possible. Kurt Cousins is a dweeb. <laughs> I mean, you nailed it. And, you know, you know, in the context of who steps onto a football field in the NFL, Kurt Cousins is an absolute dweeb. He's like a little out there, you know. He's like a – you know the, um, the episode of Rick and Morty? I believe it's season two, episode seven – um, tiny, the tiny Rick episode. Jerry and Beth go do couples therapy <clears throat> on a different planet, and the thing that the helmet that they put on Beth and Jerry, the Jerry that Beth's mind creates, who's like this slithering, useless blob that like shies away from all controversy. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Does that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, that that answers my question. I mean, I think I got clarity, and uh, I I don't disagree with anything you said. I think it's a little bit disrespectful, and I think you might eat your words if we're looking at a Kirk Cousins Super Bowl at the end of the season to the to the to the Jerry Blob, or who is it disrespectful to? <laughs> uh, to the Jerry Blob, uh, yeah. To the Jer- no, not to the Jerry Blob. It's Kirk no, Cousins. Jack, in, to- in all seriousness, Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback who can win you meaningless games in the regular season. He sort makes, of like a Louie. He makes <laughs> <laughs> damn. So he makes some good throws. Um, <laughs> but Jake, you're asking me, does he have enough talent around him? What would Aaron Rodgers – and this is an extreme example – but what would Aaron Rodgers do with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook? Yeah, yeah. Like – And Tom Brady won he, Super Bowls with no one, so. Exactly. Um, yeah, think about what um, Josh Allen would do with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and a running back like right. Dalvin Cook. Um right. Is so it Kirk, like, you know, Kirk, is it someone like LeBron James who can win a championship on their own in Cleveland? Or is it someone like a Steph Curry who needs Kevin Durant with him to, to win in Golden State? You know, it's sort of like that. 
<laughs> the problem, Jack, is I can't tell if you're serious or not. Like you might be serious, <laughs> and it's oh, a little oh, and it's a little lost. worrisome. No, I'm just kidding. Get lost. That um, that's an error. That's that's certainly a, a take. Um, hey, comment below and and give us three thumbs up and say Yahoo in a second comment reply to your first comment. Uh, but comment down below if you think we should do a Let's Talk Basketball podcast because we're considering it. So appreciate your thoughts. Please be quiet, producers. I live. Uh, hey, relax, okay? You're you're always I'm you know whatever. No, Jack I'm Jerry Springer, you're Doctor Phil. That's I'm true. Jerry Springer, and you're Doctor Phil. That's the type of show we're trying to run. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. I want I want um, raucousness. You want? I don't know what you want, Doctor Phil. I don't know what you want. But Jack Kirk Cousins is <laughs> the. He's fine. I, I like. All right. I would we never want him. I would never want him. Like, like, say the Vikings sneak into the playoffs. Are you picking the Vikings to beat someone in the playoffs? It doesn't matter who they're facing. The answer is probably no. That's rude. I mean, the Vikings should be a playoff team. Now, is it the head coach? Is it Kirk Cousins? Eh, probably both. So I'm, I'm taking Greg. You're taking Drew. Yeah, May I, the best man win. Kamara's going to play. He's going to go off, and <laughs> Drew's going to sneak out a uh, high scoring victory. Jack, Tommy, Kyle versus Big Lou. Kyle doesn't need the win. I think he he would like the win. I, I know he he wants to stay in the two three slot to avoid Louie um, until a potential championship matchup. So I'm sure he would like to win, but certainly not a, a necessary week for Kyle to to win. Yahoo likes him 65% to 35% projected to win by almost 1,800 points. Dad's going to have Mari Cooper coming back. Hopefully he looks fine on Thursday. Brandon Ayu pickup has been pretty great for Dad, actually. Um, I, he's another player that should be on my team. I've made a lot of mistakes this year. No worries. Oh, well. Um, Hunter Renfro's also looked great for Dad. But we can see with Derrick Henry out, Dad has absolutely struggled, Jack, at the running back position. I mean, we're talking about he's currently starting Devin Singletary, who, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he's going to get you some points some weeks, but other weeks you're going to be very disappointed in him. Jack, is there a way with how hot Kyle's team is right now, how hot Cordero Patterson is coming back from injury? Can Dad pull this off? At 7-5, and five, he doesn't need the win. He'll probably make it in. He will definitely make it in, I think, at 7-7 seven and seven, unless he gets really unlucky. Speak of the devil, he just texted me. Um, Jack, can he pull it off, or is Kyle moving to 9-4? and four? Playing you was red. I think Kyle will be moving to the record you said. 9-4? I think I think that's very well said. Yes, Jack, you're listening. Uh, Matt Stafford, stud. Although, what's up with my Rams, dude? Do you have a quick take on that? I mean, not what is really. Up with my Rams. Um, I um, 
I didn't really see either game, uh, either really bad loss before Tennessee when they lost three Tennessee. losses, three losses in a row. Yeah, and the one to Green Bay in Green Bay, like that's fine. Green Bay's a really good team, um, but Tennessee to get blown out, and then San Francisco to get blown out. It's just, yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. They should have a get right game against Jacksonville, um, so I don't anticipate them struggling at all to beat them. But well, that's we... why I'm liking Kyle this week because you you said it. They're gonna get a bounce back game against the Jags. Terry is scary. He's driving his McLaurin. T. Higgins had a surprising game last week. Super with surprising points. Yeah, Kyle took me down with seventeen thousand, and and he was a big part of that. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, by far his best week of the year. I certainly did not see and, that coming. I mean, God, what what can you say about Corderell Patterson? There's yeah, there's no. You just run out of words to to talk about him. It's it's insane, I Kyle. Mean, <laughs> is he the number one overall draft pick next year? You know, I jest, but holy cow, he is just electric in that Atlanta offense. I don't know if it's a result of them just having. No other weapons, but he is just a fantasy machine. I mean, it is kind of that. Uh, Calvin Ridley's out, and you know he was doing great with Calvin Ridley in there, but um, he's certainly seeing more usage with Calvin Ridley out. Kyle Pitts just a rookie. Defense is usually focusing on Kyle Pitts because he's such a, a a talented tight end. And then, yeah, I mean, just Mike Davis is terrible. And so they're like, we can't give him the ball. He doesn't do anything with it. It's got to be you, Corderell. Um, and Jake, he's wide receiver and running back eligible. He's like a top six running back on the year. Um, it's just crazy. And, and with Tyree Kill coming back off by, uh, Austin Eckler looks great. Miles Gaskin actually is really turned it around um, and is looking a lot better. His usage has been great. It was kind of looking like a lost season for him through um, basically the first eight weeks. Um, you couldn't, you never really know what you're going to get out of him. But um, three of the last four weeks, he's been great for Kyle. And Kyle, so that means Kyle has like four really good running backs with Cordero Patterson, Eckler, Gaskin, and Jacobs. And then, and like I said, he can start Cordero at the wide receiver position. His only problem is he won't be able to play T. Higgins most weeks which is a fine problem to have, but um, yeah. He's Speaking got- of problems, earlier in this season, I, I don't know if you're going to have a Stephen A. Smith situation here, but situation, but here's the does situation. Kyle, does Kyle or does Kyle not have a Miles Gaskin problem? <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great question to ask. Thank you. He doesn't currently have a Miles Gaskin problem. I mean, if we're talking about matchup-wise, he's got a good matchup against the Giants, then they're on a bye, and then the first week of the playoffs, I mean, look what he just did against the Jets, 17-10. He's got the Jets again at home. Miami's probably going to be winning. So he's going to be great for Kyle. I don't know if you can play him week 16-17. I mean, not that you can't play him, but you're probably going to sit him over the other options when you're going up against two of the best rush defenses on the road could be rough weeks for him. Um, but Kyle's depth is not an issue. Um, he's got one of the deeper teams, one of the more well, well-rounded teams. Uh, I mean, Jack, 
it's him and Louie right now. They're they're if you if you were Vegas, they're the they're the odds on favorites to face each other in the championship. Uh is that true or are you asking me? I'm asking you because it's true. Great. I agree. <laughs> you don't think if you were if 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 somebody curated a projection, say Yahoo for example, that the two easily the two highest scoring teams wouldn't be the two favorites to meet in the championship? That's fair to say. Okay, cool. So I ask you, Jack, if you were Vegas, <laughs> would you say that Louie and Kyle is the matchup that they would bet on? Uh, that's exactly what I would say. Okay, and great. To be clear, I, I, I am Vegas. I actually <laughs> wrote a book, I Am Vegas and So Can You. I tried to sue Stephen Colbert when he wrote I Am America and So Can You because years prior I had written I Am Vegas and So Can You. But regardless, that's neither here nor there. He actually hosts a late night show now, which is crazy. Small world. Um, But all to say I Am Vegas and So Can You, Louie and Kyle are the odds-on favorite to be in the championship. I, I like Kyle to take Dad down, um, but you. I was interested when you. I saw you pick Dad on the docket. Um, you think it's going to be a big week from Josh Allen? Uh, I mean, who's, I think is that's Kyle you, you nailed up? it. You nailed it. I think Josh Allen. Absolutely no. I, I'm just kidding. He's playing the Patriots, dude. I wanted to have a bounce back game, but no one bounces back against Big Bad Billy. <laughs> Real Belichick. Give me my brisket. I'm Bill. I only eat brisket, beans, and boyfriends. My name's Bill Belichick, and I'll eat your boyfriend. Get out of here. Um, yeah, Josh Allen's going down, but Dad will overcome it. I think Brandon Ayuk flashes because he's talented, and Hunter Renfro also flashes because he's talented. And I think Devin Singletary has a huge game because Bill Belichick focuses on shutting down Josh Allen and the wide receiver options in Buffalo. I think they, they, they are forced to run because Bill Belichick shuts everything else down. So I see Singletary blowing up for a big game. And I see Kyle Pitts saying, hey, you know what? I'm not the Pitts. I'm the man. And I see him having a big game. I don't see Dalton Schultz doing anything. His name is Schultz Dalton. You know, okay, are you my physics teacher or do you play football? I'm not sure. Josh Jacobs, though, he could outscore Michael Gallup. So this will be a close matchup. I'm not saying Dad takes this easily. I'm just saying uh, I think Dad slips by with a victory. And I think hopefully Amari Cooper is healthy and can get him started off with a a solid night. The double-up wide receiver options in Thursday night. We'll know pretty quickly what Dad's week is going to look like. Jack, basically since Derrick Henry's gone down with injury, Dad obviously has a completely different team. Um, I was just looking at his recent schedule. Before this last week where he beat Scott, he only put up 10,892 against Scott. Um, or no, sorry, against Justin. 
um, Justin was only able to put up 8,682. Before that, Dad had lost four games in a row, four weeks in a row, putting up 9,000 and change all four weeks only. 9,200, 9,500, 9,700, and 9,200. So points have been hard to come by for Dad uh, since Derek Henry went down with his injury. Um, hopefully Amari Cooper coming back, he can have a big week and, and dad can turn this thing around. But, uh, dad started six and one. He's now seven and five. You could say things are trending the long way for dad, even though he's coming off a victory. Um, it's going to be tough for his team to be Kyle. And then, uh, week 14, he's playing Louie. So, um, we could see dad drop all the way to seven and seven, um, and be at slight risk of missing out on the playoffs, but I think at seven and seven he's still going to get in because I do believe a six and eight team will make the playoffs. So I got Kyle, you got Dad. On to the next matchup, shall we? Shall, shall we? we, Master Morty? We shall. Um, <clears throat> and Jack, this is a little unorthodox, but before we get into our last matchup, um, I kind of wanted to. Just mention something. I feel like I've been going over it in my head since we've been since we got done with their matchup. I don't think we really did Pete's team justice. Um, like we barely talked about it um, in his matchup with Dan. Just like what his team had been up to since we last talked. Um, is this is this uh, your true feelings talking, or is this? Pete's son's hundred dollar bill talking. I can't believe you would accuse me of such a thing. This is my, I only speak real feelings on this podcast and this is coming straight from the heart. Um, I don't know how J.R. Schefter got a hold of that information. Um, but the hundred dollar bill I received from Henry is nobody's business, but mine and Henry's. Um, and, I think we should just move on from there. Jack, he's got Odell Beckham Jr. on his team. And Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer on the Browns. He's on the Rams. Uh, That's new since we last talked. Do you... Scott dropped him because Cleveland was talking about they were fine, like, just keeping him on their bench the whole year. He finally got waived. Pete picked him up before he was claimed by anyone else. Then he got claimed by the Rams. With the devastating news of Robert Woods to your fantasy team and to the Rams in real life, Odo Beckham Jr. becomes very necessary as the wide receiver two there. Do you like him rest of season? Do you think he will help Pete win games? Or do you think it's going to be more of the same headache? Because his first week, he only put up 280. Second week, 1660, he got a deep bomb um, that really saved the week. Did have 10 targets, though. You like that. What are your thoughts on OBJ for him? And I guess, yeah, just start there. I also wanted to touch on just Deontay Johnson has just been amazing. He's like Ben Roethlisberger's terrible, but he is Ben Roethlisberger proof. He sees like double-digit targets every game. My God, I mean, he's got the last three games, 13 targets, 13 targets, and 14 targets. So just a monster. Uh, but yeah, tell me what your thoughts are on OBJ because I feel like we glossed over him. I don't – well, I glossed over him, dude, because same question I had about my Rams. I don't really know what's going on. I mean, they're on a three-game skid. 
OBJ hasn't been good yet on the Rams. I, I, I'm just trying to be patient. It may take time. I don't really have a strong outlook because I'm just sort of crossing my fingers right now. As a diehard, born and raised Rams fan, I'm pretty nervous, but also optimistic. I mean, it's it it could it, it should work. It could work. Shall it work? We shall see. I also really like Pete's move of picking up Sony Michelle um, once he became available on waivers. I think Dan was forced to drop him at some point to to field a roster when he was dealing with all those injuries and bye weeks, I'm sure. Because Daryl Henderson has a great playoff matchup week 15 and 16 um, against Seattle and Minnesota, both top 10 matchups against the running back position in fantasy. The only question would be his health. And if he isn't healthy, Sony Michelle is really just, you just plug him in and you expect similar results from him as you would get from Daryl Henderson. Sony Michelle's a good running back. So um, with that, with Aaron Jones looking back and healthy, um, he wasn't really utilized in his first game back, but you would expect after the bye, they'll, they'll use him more. And um, yeah, Tom Brady has been one of the best quarterbacks all season. Um, he is insane. He's 44. Is that, I feel like that's right. But as soon as I said it, no quarterback could possibly be 44 years old and be playing in the NFL. Um, but it is, in fact, true. Um, just insane. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's about it. Sorry, I just wanted to circle back and um, just touch on that because I feel like we didn't really mention it at all. Um, the last matchup, Jack, we've got bottom fight number two. And this time it's against one team that remains in the bottom and another team that has been brought to the bottom. The const- the one constant here at the bottom fight uh, is none other than Justin Lettenmeyer. He is facing up against Scott, who is now second to last at 4-8. and eight. Uh, Jack, it's bottom fight two, Electric Boogaloo. Shout out to Always Sunny. Um, not a sponsor, but we love those guys. Um, they just came out with the podcast. We try and promote each other's podcasts. Um, so if you want to check it out, it's the Always Sunny guys. They are doing like a rehash. They're going through all the old episodes like the office ladies are doing with the office. And they're going to talk about um, just chit-chat about old Always Sunny episodes. So if you want to check them out, um, I believe they're on Spotify, probably Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and um, you know probably a couple other places too. And uh, don't be surprised if you listen to one of their episodes and they give us a shout-out because, like I said, we kind of like to give each other shout-outs. Anyway, um, Jack, what do you like about this matchup? Do you think Scott can take down the mighty Justin? Um, two Titans <laughs> going at it, both teams on fire. Um, we got the 3-9. and nine. <laughs> Two Titans is a great way to phrase it, and I'm going to make a bold prediction, <laughs> and I mean this. I want yes, you to know yes. this. Yes, highest, highest scoring matchup. Highest scoring matchup of the week. I see this nearing 40,000 in total points. I don't think it'll pass 40,000 in total points, but I see this matchup being somewhere nearing. between 30,000 30, and 40,000 total points. That is a wide window, first of all. One, one. Let me just say this. It won't reach 30,000, but 
to give a window of 30 to 40. That's pretty That's pretty generous. Well, it's still a bold prediction. You yeah. just said yourself they won't pass 30, yeah, so it's shame still on very, you. It's still very bold. Patrick Mahomes is going to outscore Justin Herbert this week. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. I'm into that. And Justin's running backs are also going to take the cake. Scott will win the tight end matchup. Scott may win the wide receiver matchup. It may come down. I mean, Justin has a clear advantage in the kicker matchup with Justin Tucker over mm-hmm. Brandon Mc, McShankus. I'm going to make a second bold prediction of the week. This matchup will come down to the defense. It's going to come down to the defensive performance. I don't know if Justin's truly going to roll with Jacksonville. But Justin, uh, Justin's about to change his team name. Is, is he really going to play Jacksonville? And then he's going to cackle about <laughs> it all up until kickoff, and then 3 o'clock's going to roll around, and he's like, oh, is it 3 o'clock? <laughs> I meant to switch them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spot-on Justin impression, unless he just walked up to the mic to help out with that bit. <laughs> no, that yeah, was, I, I hadn't I mean, talked. I had not talked. I, that was not me talking. That was him. I take Justin by a hair. By a hair, probably just by the margin of one Justin Tucker seventy yarder, but uh, but pfft, it'll be a barn burner. I'm thinking nineteen thousand seven fifty to seventeen thousand eight forty. <laughs> Damn, dude. I mean, listen, I could see it. You've got. Scott's team is ready to explode. Boston Scott, are you kidding? Beautiful matchup against the Jets. Number the worst rushing defense against running backs. Um, you got Alex Collins, Jack, who has been on an absolute tear since he replaced Chris Carson. Jack putting up five forty, three sixty, and one twenty last week against Washington. I'm Jack. I'm joking. Those aren't good weeks, and. <laughs> The running back position for Scott. Those aren't good. Oh, (laughs) you were in jest. The running back position for Scott, Jack, went from through like four weeks. It looked like he had one of the strongest one-two punches with Nick Chubb and Chris Carson to Chris Carson's out for the year and was like, it was like a will he, won't he play for like four weeks. Alex Collins has been absolute trash replacing him. And Nick Chubb, for someone who Scott drafted... uh, seventh overall has been very disappointing i mean he's missed three weeks due to injury and he's reached four thousand or sorry he's reached two thousand four times almost reaching three thousand in the game against cincinnati but he's had a lot of down weeks i mean the 490 against baltimore was an absolute killer for scott in a week that he had to win um just an absolute brutal brutal performance when when he really needed him and uh yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey's been great as a tight end, but he hasn't been like the wide receiver Travis Kelsey that you that you that you took him in the second round for. I mean, he's still been an overall positive. Obviously, it's a it's a positional advantage still for Scott most weeks, but um, just hasn't been as good as I would think Scott would have wanted him to be. Started off the year great, and the last two weeks have been great, but in the middle there, it was pretty pedestrian. Um, so we'll see if he can get it going for Scott to end the year. 
Um, I would imagine that the Chiefs are going to get the ball rolling here a little bit more to end the season. Um, Jack Tyler Lockett really was bad for a stretch. I mean, you look at weeks three through seven. Oh, when Scott played him every single week. Oh, God, 5'10", 440, 820, 462, and 220. I mean, that is, that's just, you want to wretch thinking about that. I mean, you are dry heaving when you look at those point totals. Um, so <laughs> things just sort of fell apart for Scott's team. Herbert's been really on and off. I mean, 1,300 in a great matchup against Minnesota, that's sandwiched between two 3,000-plus point weeks, only had 1,500 against New Orleans, only had 1,200 against Baltimore. That was after three amazing weeks. So he's been very streaky. Um, Scott, uh, I shouldn't have thought of it because now i got to bring it up. He cost himself the win in week 11. He benched Herbert coming off that bad week week against Minnesota. Um, it didn't at the time look like, like Pittsburgh's defense against the quarterbacks would have been really good up until that game, um, and uh, Herbert went out and scored 3,500. So that was a brutal loss for Scott. But Jack, having said all that about how his team has fallen apart, every week is a new week, and a win this week puts Scott in a good spot to fight for one last week to get a playoff berth. Um, Do you think he can do it, or is this... Um, Justin's already out of the playoffs, so is he just taking Scott down with him? Uh, is that what's going to happen this week? I mean, what what's more Justin than being filth up until you're officially out and then dominating? You know what I mean? I think he's going to absolutely just vindictively destroy Scott. I, I Scott is a staple in our league. He can't retire. But after the beatdown Justin puts on him this week, I mean, I predicted him to score over 19,000 points. I don't know if Scott, I, I, wouldn't exp- I wouldn't be surprised if as commissioner you receive a letter from Scott within the next couple of weeks inquiring about the potential for selling his team. I can tell you, Jack, we've already had those conversations. Um, so the the a, bit, a bad loss to Justin this week might put him over the edge, and we just might not hear from Scott again. Um, he just might completely ghost us. Um, no, actually, it's actually um, I can I have the documents to prove it. It's written into Scott's contract. He is not allowed to leave this league. Um, if he doesn't want to care anymore, that's fine. If he doesn't want to participate in the back and forth banter, that's fine. It is in his contract. He will he will draft every year, and he will field the team every week. Those are the rules. That's binding. It's for life. and uh, But, you know, he doesn't have to care. <laughs> In fact, it's it's better for anyone that doesn't care about fantasy football has a better mental health for the weeks or the months of, like, September through mid-January. I mean, that's just got to be true. No, no, no. It depends how you define mental health because what did I say at the beginning of this episode? The things I get from fantasy football. Intimacy, passion, respect, tenderness, care. No, I, I mean, not... no, you're right. Because I love fantasy football and I wouldn't have it any other way. It, it does stress me out sometimes, but in a good way. But like also sometimes in like a completely awful way. You know what I mean? Totally get it. 
Um, so you got Justin taking him down, Jake. I do see. I I, I see a lot of good matchups here for Justin. Um, that's actually not true at all. Montgomery has a bad matchup against Arizona, but he's really good. Daryl Williams with Clyde Edwards-Alaire back is a bit of a desperation play, but free agency ain't looking that good. Devonta Freeman in his flex. He's actually been – I mean, Devonta Freeman owns that backfield. Latavius Murray, no more. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was released. Um, so he's the running back one there, and he's been actually pretty decent um, since week six. Good pickup by Justin. Elijah Moore, Jack, wheels up for Elijah Moore. Down week last week, but two out of the last three weeks before that had over 2,300. Um, two multi-touchdown games. So um, he's got a pretty easy matchup. Um, or rest of the season, not against Philly, but after that, good matchup against New Orleans and Miami. So, Justin, you won't be able to make the playoffs, but you should try and have some good weeks to end the year because that would be fun. Um, and you've still got a pretty good squad. It sucks that Dalvin Cook is out. He obviously wasn't worth your pick. He's now missed two weeks and only played a part of a game, I think, in two other weeks and has had a few down weeks outside of that and now might miss more than two weeks, at least the next two weeks. So sometimes fantasy sucks, but we love it. Jack, I got Scott taking this one. Um, I do think it's going to be close. Um, I projected to be a little lower scoring than you. Um, I'm thinking somewhere around 15,000 only will be the winner. Um, I think Scott wins with 15,000 and Justin puts up like a 13,000. So, um, Jack, that about wraps up everything. We're coming on strong here, reaching close to two hours, which I think is pretty on point. Um, it's been a long time since we talked. We had a lot to get through. Um, very exciting time of year. I'm so happy we got to sit down and do this. Um, just two weeks left here. We got basically five teams fighting. No, six teams fighting for three spots. The six through 11 seeds right now. Six and six to four and eight. Got two four and eight teams, two five and seven teams, two six and six teams. You at six and six play Anna at five and seven. Drew at five and seven plays Greg at four and eight. Wins from Greg, Scott, and Anna this week make things very, very, very interesting heading into the last week of the regular season. That would put Anna at six and seven. Greg at five and eight, Scott at five and eight, Drew at five and eight, Jack at six and seven. Um, so, and if I lose, I would also be at six and seven. So, you'd have six teams separated by one game with one week left, which would be kind of wild. But as I ramble, I will continue to ramble because I love you guys. Jack, anything? I got nothing, dude. It's been a joy, and I didn't say once to speed up or, oh, this is going long. We went into it, we did it, and it was a two-hour episode. And you know what? This podcast has grown so much in popularity. I I don't want – I mean, this might sound egotistical, but some podcasters just sort of get that right from their fans to record longer. I'm going to I'm gonna make the comparison. It reminds me of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, the number one podcast in the world, is around three hours long. We're not quite at three hours yet, but the more the fans crave and ask for, the longer we get. And we can't help ourselves. We're giddy. We love you guys, okay? We do it for you, you crazy ladies. 
you let's talk lovers. You let's talk lady girls. Let's talk toddlers. We love you guys. Okay, Tommy. It's been a joy. We'll be back whenever we want to be. Soon. Absolutely. Right in. Comment, like, subscribe. Contribute to the GoFundMe. We'll be back sooner than later. Tommy, give me two words and I'll sign us out. Next week. I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> Let's talk fantasy football. I repeat myself. From TJ, JR, producers Anna and Justin, K-Sun Productions, Drew, Kyle, Justin, Anna, Louie, Peter, I think Jeff was in the league, Christopher, um, oh, my dad, Ben Wazalewski, Brian Campbell, everyone, here's to you. We're here every week. We love you. Oh my gosh, we love you. Let's talk fantasy football. So no one told you that it was Thanksgiving Day. Turkey. Turkey.